John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Oh, it's so good to be here, John It's so good to see it you It is um, we we uh, we have a guest who we'll introduce momentarily, but I've been I, I said this to the guests, I said this to you, uh, with our our doing episodes a little bit less these days. It just feels so good to be here. I feel like I'm at home right now, you know. It does. Yeah. So grateful to see you, and grateful to welcome back a returning guest, one of my mm-hmm. favorite guests. Don't tell Ben Magnet. Uh, this is Alyssa Rocca has returned. Yay! 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 <laughs> Welcome, Alyssa. It's so good to see you. How are you doing? I'm good. It's so good to see y'all, too. It was so much fun doing our first episode together, so I was so stoked when y'all asked me to come back. I was like, yes, yes, yes. More of this yeah. goodness. I love it. Alyssa, Alyssa came on and did just one of my favorite episodes and quizzed us about um, about opera, about opera music. She's an op- She's a professional opera singer, has her own opera company, Paradox Opera, which you should all follow and support. And she was such an amazing guest, and we got such good feedback uh, from our loggers that, you know, I just, we, we, we kind of already knew we were going to have our eyes. Well, whatever you want to quiz us on, just quit. Like, let's, let's, let's talk mm-hmm. and find something. And so, um, yeah, Alyssa, I'll let you introduce what your expertise is today. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So when, when we first connected, we sort of bounced this around too, but the other sort of large part of my brand, because it is my identity is asexuality and being asexual. And because it's such a, lesser known part of the queer community. I've tried to be a really loud vocal advocate for it in the content that I create and just in my existence in general. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, I've encountered so much misinformation and so many people with misconceptions about what that means in my life. I was like, this could be really cool to just like get my perspective on it and share it with y'all. And I also like disclaimer, I'm one person. I do not speak for the entire asexual community. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, my, these stories and things today come from my experience. And then, of course, there's some just scientific information and or maybe, quote, scientific information that's a, <laughs> a part of a part of what we're talking about. But um, but yeah, I thought it was just a really important thing to continue to spread awareness on. And I'm sure you all have, have seen this, too. Like, I I love seeing so much of what's happening like on TikTok and with the younger generation that there is so much more mm-hmm. knowledge and information about all these different things, all different gender identities, all different sexualities, just like all of that stuff that we didn't have access to as kids. Like I love that yeah. that's happening. And so I just want to keep being part of creating more information so that people don't feel so alone. And uh, and we're so grateful that you're going to be doing that because oh, yeah. I think it is part of a of a, an important conversation that as a culture we've been i think making great strides on and and certainly there's arguments to be made that we could be making better strides but i i look back at like even 10 years ago you could probably say 5 years ago but i'll say 10 years ago you know even things in in popular culture and, and how unaccepting i guess the word is of, of just the very the various spectrum of the lgbtq culture and and I can look at that and say, wow, we've come a really long way. Um, I, I think about even just the idea of, of the transgender community and, you know, 10 years ago, how misconstrued that was. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's, now it's, it's, I feel like it's much 
better understood. And that's why when you have all these different uh, identities, gender identities, there's an opportunity. I, I'm looking at this podcast, for example, as an opportunity to, to spread that awareness. And Alyssa, just so grateful to be able to do that through you and for you to take some time to educate on this on this one subset of the of the community. So yeah, thank love you. that you're coming yeah, thank on. You for, thank you for sharing your platform with me so that we can just keep yeah. adding to the conversation. Yeah, totally, totally. And um, oh, yeah. and appreciate what you said also about, I'm one person, okay? Like I don't yeah. represent the whole community. <laughs> I'm and like, I, let me make sure I don't say like, I am every asexual, like, no. <laughs> Tidy up before we go, go. Any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Alyssa is two for two on singing along to our to our song so far, which makes which it's obviously really makes hard me, not to. <laughs> makes me feel good. Now I you know I may have written the lyrics to that, but that that song clearly popularized by somebody else. <laughs> I, I I can only take so much credit. Yeah, this is where we clean up mistakes from prior episodes, or just kind of tidy up uh, things that are going on within the greater log community. I did want to do a short tidy up. Our last episode, Alyssa, it's okay if you have not listened because I get that, but but I'm saying this to Alyssa and to anybody who maybe has not yet listened to our Beep Baseball episode. Oh, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it, did you listen, Alyssa? I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of my favorites. I, I've so far said that about you and a little bit about Ben <laughs> and now about Jason. I love all my guests apparently, but Jason was fantastic. And I, I highly recommend going back and listening to that if you have not yet. But what was hilarious is the day it came out, he sent me a text and he was like, he was like, OMG, I'm so embarrassed. I I had all these mistakes. And he sent me this list of corrections. And in in Jason's defense, they were very, very minor things. For example, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna go through all of them. And that's not to discredit the corrections. Like I get it. But like for example, the home run line in the answer was the answer was 175 feet. Turns out it's 170 feet. You know, like five feet, not a big deal. I get it. I get it. Yes, he was incorrect in this information. But I say all this to say that if you go back and listen to the episode, you're really not being misled by the things that he says. <laughs> they're they're just they're just <laughs> minor things. If you if you haven't listened to the episode, do that, or or you can visit uh, SoCalBeatBaseball.org to uh, to get more information. I, I'll I'll shut up for a minute because John, you introduced something <laughs> to me that that relates back to an old episode. I do. And then I actually have something else as well. Okay. So Apple Music has this nice thing where on Fridays, it'll give you, show you new albums of you know artists that you listen to and everything. And the Dropkick Murphys dropped a new album. The album is called This Machine Still Kills Fascists. Mm-hmm. And so if you remember, we had an, a friend of uh, Kevin's on named Dylan. One of my favorite guests of all time, I just have to say. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he did an episode on uh, Woody Guthrie, <laughs> which Woody Guthrie's guitar said, this machine kills fascists. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the album from Dropkick Murphys is all lyrics written by Woody Guthrie. Yeah. And so it, it's basically covers in a slight Dropkick Murphys sound, um, but it, not too much of Dropkick Murphys. But I, and then the last song on the tra- on the album is they dubbed in what he got three singing the original version of a song so it is so cool i've only, i've so far only listened to that last track uh track 10 on that album 
And it's so cool because you hear Woody Guthrie's voice and then you hear the Dropkick Murphys lead singer voice, but it's produced so well and it sounds so natural and it's very moving to hear oh, yeah. that actual voice. So yeah. So there you go. So, if you, so that was the first if one. If you enjoyed the Woody Guthrie episode uh, and wanted to learn more, there's a place to go. Uh, the second thing is, you know, the day that we're recording this, October 1st, um, is some of my favorite guests, my aunt and uncle's, uh, you know, they did the, the sailing episode. Yes. My uncle's daughter, oldest daughter, uh, she is getting married today. Oh, so. congratulations. Congratulations to them. I know we were sad that we couldn't be there, but. This is your cousin then. Is what it What's is. What's her name? It is. Erica. Erica. Uh, that's great. Congratulations. So, that's so awesome. that's, so, that's so exciting. And congrats to your whole family and, and Uncle Dale and Aunt Nikki or Uncle Nikki and Aunt Dale, as I sometimes call them. <laughs> that's very exciting. Thanks for sharing that, John. So, I mean, I, I, I know I know Uncle Dale reacted to our, our Facebook live feed, but I know they're not going to be watching because they're probably probably getting ready for the wedding right now. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what time it is today, but. If their priorities are in the right place, they're going to watch our podcast instead of getting ready exactly. for the wedding. Exactly. It's time to take a quiz or two Like a genius podcast doing this for you You may fail, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time Don't really want this quiz to be tough I just want to pass one because I failed enough It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time that is three for three on the singing along. Thank you, Alyssa. Listen, <laughs> you can't stop me. Yes, yes. Uh, we, I mean, when you have a professional singer on it, you expect them to sing. I was going to say, it would be it would be weirder if you didn't sing along, I think. <laughs> I, w- weren't we going to have like you and her like record a song or something? Well, like re-record one of them? I, th- I think that was the, the sort of idea is like, man, we got my voice on these when we have a professional opera singer in our in our midst. But um, let's we should start brainstorming about it. Maybe a new jingle that we need for something and and get it get a listen. Well, rock we we, we don't have one for the the, the diabetes project. Oh my gosh, we may have just spawned something. We may have just spawned something. Um, but I'm for down. now, um, our focus is on on Alyssa Rocca and on um, being educated and, and a five question quiz on on asexuality. So Alyssa, I'll kind of hand off the reins to you and um, and you you tell us what you got for us. Sounds good. Okay, so. I figured what better way to start off this conversation and this quiz with the very simple but not so simple question of what does asexual mean? What is asexuality? I love this, Alyssa, because by the way, I think in opera, literally the first question was Mm -hmm. what is opera, which is exactly where we should start. (laughs) Let's not assume anything, right? Yeah, I, I always assume that I am meeting people at we know nothing and trying to find ways to, you know, start with the basics without it being like, well, you know, we're treating you like a kid. No, we want it to be accessible. But also I will assume that you don't have the basic knowledge because if, if, if we don't provide it and you don't have it, well, then everyone's going to be confused, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, if, if we've proven anything, Kevin is a child at times <laughs> and we both lack genius. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We lack genius. I, <laughs> I, I love that motto in general as a, I let's turn this back to Kevin because that's just what I do sometimes. <laughs> I, I direct summer camps and what I'm known for at these camps is te- not just when I tell a joke, but when anybody tells a joke, they literally look to me now and say, Kevin, I don't get it. What does that mean? Like I, I've become the guy who explains the jokes and I jokingly, but somewhat seriously explain that as 
I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page because I know what it's like to not get a joke and have it go over my head. And I almost sort of wish- Is that because you're so short? <laughs> I was a very short child, actually. But everyone's <laughs> short compared same. to you, John. So um, <laughs> anyways, I, I just say that to say, I really appreciate where you're coming from as let's start from zero and yeah. go and go from there. Also, I love that too. I This is a brief tangent, but I actually, hilariously, I used to TA when I was in grad school uh-huh. and I got kicked out of a class I was TAing because I was too attentive to the students and the teacher got annoyed at me. But oh I, my saw, gosh. I saw the class like glaze over. They like didn't know what was happening. And I like cut her off and I was like, did y'all understand that? And they all were like, no, we have no clue what's going on. And she got so mad at me. She kicked me out. <laughs> but how like, perceptive but of I you. want people to like know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. Like she took so. it as a step over of boundaries, but you were like, look, the, if the important thing is learning here, let's make sure they're on the, yeah. It's why you would be a great teacher as a profession, but you are a great teacher in, in, in what you do and what you, what you do share mm-hmm. your knowledge about. So I try. Yeah. Can I do another brief tangent? We love tangents. Only if it's about you, John. Well, it, it is in a way. <laughs> so and you, you mentioned, you know, everyone's short compared to me. Yes. You know, and I am six, I'm six foot seven. Uh-huh. And have you watched She-Hulk at all? Oh, yeah. Not yet. Okay, good, Alyssa. So if, if you read the description in Disney Plus on She-Hulk, it says that she's six foot seven. <laughs> I would like to say that they misrepresent that height a lot. They show her as a lot taller than yeah. six seven. Oh, got it. Got, I thought you were going to say that you are She Hulk. I thought that was the announcement no, you were no. going to make. <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool too. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. We we got we got. I think we got some good solid tangents out of the way here. I think that right? was that, that was yeah. much needed. All right. So 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 number one is is straight straightforward and simple in terms of the question, right? Yep. What does asexual mean? What is asexuality? So here here are our options. A Someone who does not experience sexual attraction at all. B, someone who experiences little to no sexual attraction. C, someone who is able to reproduce with themselves. Or D, someone who chooses to abstain from sex. Ah, yes, I see the options and I and I hear them <laughs> and I and I'm and I can appreciate the differences. Um, I'm gonna read through them one more time for myself and for our audience. Uh, a, someone who does not experience sexual attraction at all. B, someone who experiences little to no sexual attraction. C, someone who is able to reproduce with themselves. And D, someone who chooses to abstain from sex. John, where are you at on this? Well, on the spectrum of answers. There you go. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with B. Okay, B is someone who experiences little to no sexual attraction. I'm going between B and D. D, someone who chooses to abstain from sex. See, now what's interesting about that is that doesn't necessarily just mean like I'm not, I don't consider myself an asexual person, but if I choose to abstain from sex, I don't believe that makes me asexual, which, oh, wow, this is super interesting. And it and it's showing my lack of genius on this because I guess it's the difference between is it a choice or is it someone who just does not experience these things? Okay, all right. That's I think that was the key that I needed. I'm going to choose B also, John. I'm going to go with B, someone who experiences little to no sexual attraction. Final answers from both of you? Final answers. Yep. You are both correct. All right, go on. So I, I sort of formatted this with different things that I have heard people claim that they think it is but it is not. So yes, it's someone who experiences little to no sexual attraction. So it is not a choice, which is something that people 
have a hard time comprehending sometimes. I've experienced a lot of that. A lot of that. And it's just like any other sexual orientation that like y'all are attracted to women. You don't choose to be attracted to women, right? Same Mm -hmm. thing. It's it's exactly the same for all bubbles of sexuality is that it is innately a part of you, not a choice that you make. So I think that's a really important distinction, both for asexuality Mm -hmm. and just like the entire bubble of like all human existence is that your your sexual orientation is not a choice. Yeah. I mean, gosh, this first question has already made me realize that I I think I am someone who had, who was on that spectrum of thinking, oh, it's just like a choice that people make. So this has already been eye-opening for me. And I I think, I think if you rewind two minutes, you'll hear me having that epiphany live on the air, like <laughs> thinking through it, like, oh my gosh. So thank you for explaining that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. so important. Yeah. So asexuality and celibacy, not the same thing. Totally different. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Celibacy is a choice to, I'm, I'm making the choice to, to not be sexual. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. Alyssa, you're like, knocking out of the park already. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for, for someone like me, like I look at people and I'm like, cool, they're people. Like never, my brain is not like, ooh, I have the sexual attraction. No, you will find that I talk about it hilariously awkwardly because I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that's like. I do not experience it. So now in, in your own, and, and if this, if there's another question coming up, you can obviously hold off on this answer, but much like my understanding of, of sexuality in general, is this something that, that has always been with you? Is this something that, that as you mm-hmm. developed into what is the age of sexuality, you, you noticed and became very clear to you? So actually that perfectly leads into a very funny story that I was hoping to tell anyways. So first of of all, (laughs) I want to say that anybody who's exploring their sexuality, like it can and does change for a lot of people and that is okay. And it is just as valid to one day say, I think I'm asexual to the next day say, oh, you know, never mind. I think I might be like X, Y, Z, whatever, you know, it's all it's always evolving. I've, I've interacted with a lot of people who like think that they found their bubble and then something changes and they feel guilt about it. So I just want to say like, if anybody feels that way, please don't. We are allowed to evolve as people. Labels are there for you to help you feel good about yourself and for nobody else. And if they change, that's cool too. So that's that tangent. But it's beautiful. as for yeah. me personally, so sort of calling back to what we were saying earlier that this information really wasn't around when we were kids. And hilariously enough, you know, this, I threw in this answer of someone who sexually reproduces with themselves, because when you hear the word asexual in school at our age, you're like, oh, it's these like anemones that like bud. And then that's how they reproduce. And that's what that means. Right. But I so vividly remember being in high school And I went to a performing arts high school. So like, it was a very gay school, which I loved. (laughs) But of all- In in all the definitions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but I was like, not interested in relationships at all. And I kind of got bullied for a little bit. But everyone was like, we know you're a lesbian. It's okay. And I was like, Mm. what school does that happen at? You know, Uh, they're like, it's okay. Like, we know, we know you just like are dating people because you like girls and you're afraid to come out of the closet. And I was like, no, I don't like anyone. I think you're all disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I think sort of around the age of like 15 or 16 proclaimed I'm asexual 
thinking wow. I made it up. And wow. you know, all these years later, I'm like, I picked the right one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But like, I didn't know that was a real thing. I thought I made it up because we didn't have that information. And I was so other to all of my peers. I was like, mm-hmm. what seems to make sense? I guess this, this makes sense. I don't, I'm just not interested. I see all my peers dating people and I'm just like, ew, why? (laughs) Mm. Oh, that is amazing. um, And part of what's so amazing about what I've been able to do with Twitch streaming is I Mm -hmm. have found all of these other people who are asexual. And I'm like, oh my God, it's not just me. There's more of us. Oh, this is so exciting. Like I've never met another one of me. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. Well, what what a beautiful way through Twitch, but like to to have found a a community. You know, I think your story probably mirrors a lot of people. Uh, Again, not just necessarily LGBTQ people, but like, this idea of you know especially when you know when we were young and it wasn't part of the cultural conversation i think a lot of people felt very alone you know and i i don't i don't pretend to know what what their experiences are so i certainly want to be cautious about how i'm talking about it but based on what has been shared with me from others is this sense of aloneness and thinking they were the only one who felt this way and then Thankfully, I know we have a ways to go, but we're at this place for a lot of people where they found their community and they realize, oh my gosh, I wasn't the only one that grew up with these feelings. So it's it's really pretty yeah. beautiful to hear you share that that's, that's been your experience. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I fully yeah. agree. I think, thank, thank God, one of the amazing things that has come of this internet age yeah. is that there are all of these groups of people who I'm sure grew up feeling like they were the only one who now have a community of people. They know that they're not the only one. We have a lot, a, a long way to go of the rest of society, like getting on board sure. and not being jerks. But yeah. at least we're at a place where I think most people don't feel alone anymore, which is so valuable. All right. Well, we got the we got the basis covered. Great first question and good conversation. Are we ready for number two? So say, what a perfect lead into number two. Uh, speaking of realizing that you're not the only one. Mm. My next question is approximately what percentage of all people are asexual? So this is based on a study that I found from 2019. So accuracy may vary, but okay. here are the options. Probably close enough, yeah. Yeah, close enough. So A, 3.2%, B, 0.6%, C, 2.3%, or D, 1.7%. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, there's kind of a a spectrum here of between 0 and 1%, 1 and 2%, 2 and 3%, 3 and 4%. Maybe that's a more confusing way to look at it. But uh, (laughs) again, it's 3.2%, 0.6%, 2.3%, 1.7%. What percent of people, uh, of all people, are asexual? Oh my goodness, I love this. John, do you know what you're going to choose? I'm just going to go with C. You're going with C, which is kind of a middle one, 2.3%. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, I, I'm tempt, I'm going to choose either the low spectrum or the high spectrum. I'm not sure either 0.6% or 3.2. I just have to have a moment. Gosh, now, now I'm tempted to not choose either of those. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, 1.7, which is in the middle, is calling to me. And I'm, I may regret this decision, but I'm going to choose D, 1.7%. And John, you're choosing 2.3, correct? Yep. Well... Kevin, you are correct. Yes, I had a last. Sorry, John. Got to hit you with that. 
It is 1.7% according to this 2019 study. So this may seem like teeny tiny, but then you realize that 1.7% of 8 billion people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Is it's like a hundred million people. I did I did the math. It took a while. (laughs) (laughs) You did it Um, on a piece of paper with a pencil and you you worked it all out. It's like a hundred million people. That's a lot of people. One, you know, 1% of 8 billion mm-hmm. is a lot. Yeah. So while it is in the grand scheme of things, a small percentage of the entire population, it's not a small number of people. This, this was something that I thought was really interesting because again, this, this has flowed so perfectly. You know, I think a lot of us grew up thinking we were alone and then you find these statistics and people are finally starting to like explore this as a real thing. It's like, oh no, there's there's a lot of us. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that identify in that category. Yeah, I love it because again, you could look at that number of one point seven and be and and that could fu- if you're already feeling kind of lonely, that could fuel the loneliness. And then when you look at when you look at a hundred million people that, and and the communities out there, you've already made uh, many examples that the, the doors that the internet has opened. One of one mm-hmm. of the good doors that the internet has opened because there are a lot of not good doors that the internet has opened. <laughs> but uh, this is this is a great place to find a community and to realize you're not alone. So I, I really yeah. love that you shared that shared that number well, with us. And to even, you know, it's like, these are big, big, big numbers we're talking about. So even to like bring it down to a more like imaginable scale, think about like you have a room of a hundred people. It is highly likely that one to two of those hundred people are going to be in the asexual category. Yeah. Like, you know, a hundred people, we all know, we all know probably way more than a hundred (laughs) people. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, very cool. Very cool. Um, All right. Well, we're ready to move on. Yeah. Let's do it. So the next is a true or false question. And we've sort of alluded to some of this. This is is a big one. That's why I'm like, you don't get the whole quiz because the answer to this question can be influenced (laughs) by the the next two questions. Okay, got it. So question three, true or false? Asexuality is a broad spectrum. True or false? Uh, my my inclination would be to choose true, and I I kind of already I mean it's a little bit of an assumption, but just based on what I know about all identities, you know, and and even as far as you know, I think about diagnoses, even like you know the the idea of of now we talk about autism as being on a spectrum rather than just one lump of you are autistic, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think about gender being, being a spectrum now. Uh, I mean, I, I say now because it's, it's known, uh, it always has been, but it's, it's now understood that that's, that's the way it is. So anyways, I, I'm going to choose true. Same. True. All right. You are correct. Yeah, go us. Yeah. And this also sort of ties into the answer to what is asexuality. Someone who experiences little to no so this is a really important thing that, again, I think there's massive misconceptions about, which is why I wanted to bring it in in such a like clear, blatant way. There are people who identify as asexual, but are not sex repulsed and still might like if they desire to have a partner, like choose to have sex with their partner for the benefit of their partner. There are wow. people who are sex repulsed, who are just like, absolutely not, keep it away from me. Like, I think that's disgusting. And there's a whole range of those things that all fall under the asexual umbrella. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in another question too. But there's also a lot of sort of different 
concoctions of this. So like, for example, there are people who do not experience sexual attraction to random people, but like if they meet someone and develop a deep emotional connection to them, they could then develop sexual attraction to them. And that would still fall under the asexual umbrella. There's a whole broad range of things that have now been put into this bubble that basically consists of like people who don't experience sexual attraction consistently like the norm, whatever the quote unquote norm is. Whatever that is. Yeah. 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 I I sort of imagine, although I like, to me, I'm like, this is so weird. Like what (laughs) people feel this way. But like, I guess the norm is like someone walking down the street who like sees someone and goes, Ooh, they're hot. Like I want to get in their pants. And I'm like, what is that? Ew. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess that's like the quote unquote norm. Like, don't come for me. I'm ace. I don't know how this stuff works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, well, this, you know, and I don't know, th- I don't know if this is a controversial or difficult question to be asked, but I think about this idea of, of, of what I've learned as far as why people are driven to sexuality, to, to being sexually attracted to someone. And that part of that is uh, evolution and biology of keeping the human race going and that, that we are innately drawn to, in this example of biology, I guess it would be the opposite sex, but mm-hmm. So this isn't just a question about asexuality. This is a question, like, what, I don't even know what the question is there, but like, like what? What is the mechanism that drives it? Yeah, like, how do you reconcile yeah. that? Where does that, where does that fall in this, in this conversation, you know? I mean, Dopamine. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, true. you're right. Like, we, we all still have that, like, lizard brain part of our brains that, like, mm-hmm. drives certain things that we learn to control or don't learn to control, you know, whatever. And so I think, I think you're right. I think that is certainly a part of it for many people that like, Mm -hmm. that's just an innate impulse because people, but I think it's important to, to realize, because I think this is where the disconnect happens for some people is it's like, yes, a lot of people have that and 1.7% don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, whatever, things, whatever things are firing or not firing or shaped differently in our brains. I mean, we still know so little about the human brain, but you know, whatever pieces of the puzzle create your sexuality, like those bits just sort of got left out for us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's fair. I think that's a great answer. And, and I think there's also part of this conversation that, that maybe is worth mentioning is that regardless of where you're at, whether you're on the asexuality spectrum, whether you're a a straight cis male like me, there, there isn't, there's no shame for what it is that you are innately born to be attracted to or not attracted to. If you are drawn to Mm -hmm. a woman on the street yeah. Okay. Don't go, don't cat call her. Don't, but it's okay to be sexually attracted to her so long as yeah. you're acting within reason of, of, an, of a good human being. And so I just feel like that's part of the conversation yeah. and, and probably mm-hmm. part of what we've alluded to already about feeling alone that, that maybe, maybe because you were in high school and I, I say you in a general term, but you've shared this story, Alyssa, but a person growing up in high school and not being attracted to someone could probably very easily feel like there's something wrong with them, which could lead to shame, which could lead to all sorts of things. So, Oh um, yeah. 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 So it's, you know, there's, a, there's a very important part of this to own your identity and understand that that is what makes you, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also just want to echo that there is nothing wrong with you. 
period. Yeah. Whether whether you are on the asexual spectrum, whether you are anywhere else in the LGBTQ plus community, whether you are straight, whatever, yeah. like there's nothing wrong with you. Well, I mean, and not to detract from you know, sexual orientation, but that's true for a lot of different things. Like I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about, you know, they're roughly a little bit older than us. And they were talking about, you know, growing up as nerds and stuff, which, you know, I, I, I identify with and, you know, it wasn't until, you know, the internet really became a thing and, and whatnot that the nerds kind of took that identity back. And then you got, you know, Big Bang Theory and and all that, which I have issues with Big Bang Theory and their portrayal of <laughs> nerds, but you know it, it, it's it's helped that group at least reclaim. And so, yeah. you know, asexual sure. and other orientations are kind of using it the same way. Well, and you know, interestingly enough, even. Similarly, like as nerds growing up, like we were not the cool kids. Like we were the butt of like everybody's jokes and the kids who got bullied. And it's like, oh, now it's cool to be nerds. And I'm like, I look at the young kids and I'm like, I'm so happy for you, but also like I am a little salty. Right. Uh You don't even know you don't know what it was like. (laughs) No, and I don't want them to have to experience that. I'm just mad that we had to experience that, you know. Exactly. That's fair. Even now that like I own that I'm a nerd obviously. But I have found interestingly that I'm like, well, I am a 30 year old fully adult human, but I happen to look young and wear a lot of like nerdy clothes and like clothes from Hot Topic because that's how I feel like expresses like what I feel inside on the outside. I feel comfortable like that. And people like can't handle it. Like, people think I'm lying to them when I tell them I'm 30. They're like, no, you're a teenager. I'm like, that is not the compliment you think it is. Like, oh, my God. Well, and, and, and something to tag on to that is, you know, for the, the geek community, I know Will Wheaton was a big mm-hmm. pusher of that. You know, he had his autobiography, like one of his, not autobiography, but like a collection of his blog posts called Just a Geek. Uh, you know, I bought that and that kind of resonated with that a little bit. Is there anyone in the ace community that's kind of been like the the Will Wheaton for the the asexuals? Or <laughs> that's a really good question. There's there have been several books that have been published in the last like year or so that are starting to actually focus on asexuality. I haven't read them because I've been really like nervous that they're going to make me mad. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I need to, I need to I need I do need to to take the time. probably after the show to to sit down and read them because if they are good resources i want to say hey yes Mm -hmm. like i resonate with this i want to share this um i've thought about writing something myself but i'm like oh god i can't i don't know about that (laughs) well i was just gonna say maybe Alyssa rocket is gonna be the will wheaton of of (laughs) of nerd culture to asexuality uh i think part of the great thing at least in terms of asexuality and for right now like Alyssa, you 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 don't have to be the Will Wheaton of asexuality. You don't have to write a book. Maybe someday you will. Maybe someday you'll get motivated to, or it'll 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 make sense to you what that is. But right now, just being part of the conversation with us and mm-hmm. continuing to do so on your Twitch streams and and to be a voice and to be a, a, a an asset and a resource and an ally of, is 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 a great way is a great place to be. Yeah, I think honestly, the I think the most important thing to me is to just be like really aggressively visible. Yeah. Good. And, you know, it's like, you don't have to make these things like a badge that you wear around your neck and like scream at people and, you know, have like this entire identity. Ace is is a fan that we're looking at right now. Look at that. You have a gavel? Oh, yeah. Which I made, by the way. Also, like, this is literally like 
my Twitch stream in a nutshell. I love it. There's a flag. <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to be that, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's really important. <laughs> to- I love the fan was ready to go, by the way. Just <laughs> oh, open yeah. up the fan. Uh, that's it's such great. a good sound. I, 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 I think, I I think it's f- fair to say, Kevin, she's our ace, ace reporter. That, mm-hmm, where do I have my sound? Hang on, wait. I, I need to be better about this. Give me a minute. Everybody hold. Hold for applause. Let's see. There and this is where we find out Kevin's gotten a little rusty. <laughs> well done, John. Well done. Yes. Congratulations on that. Um, well, let's move on, shall we? Number four. By let's the way, where, where are are we? I think I'm winning, right? I think I'm three for three. And John, you're two for three, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Because yeah. that's let's face it. That's what we're really here for is winning or yeah. losing. That's the important thing. So so we're trying to figure out who's the ace at the ace quiz. <laughs> uh, you, oh, hey. Yes, yes. I, I, already, I already have it down again. Hang on. There it is. There it is. Okay. All right. On to number four we go. <laughs> All righty. Number four. This one's interesting. Question four is another true or false. All right. So true or false, all asexuals are also aromantic. Wow, which uh, that in itself could be a whole nother aromantic. Okay, sort of what I'm sensing is that okay, all, all asexuals are also aromantic. My tendency would be to choose false on that because what I'm guessing this means is if it is false, that a person who identifies as asexual could also potentially be into being romantic, being romantically connected to someone, emotionally connected to someone. I would guess that that's not a, there's not a, a strict like, if you're asexual, it means you can't be romantic at all with someone. So that's that's sort of my, my vomit of thoughts right now. Um, so I think I'm going to choose false. Where are you at, John? I'm going to choose false as well. Okay. How do we do? You are correct. Yeah. And Woo! actually, Kevin, your your thought vomit was perfect. <laughs> uh, exact, as it, that's yeah, exactly as it the tends point. to be. Okay. All right. Got it. Got <laughs> that's it. That's exactly wow. the point. It's exactly why I included this as well. Is again, I think there's a lack of understanding that sexual attraction and romantic attraction are two separate things. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people they coincide and are the same thing, but they are not intrinsically tied. And you can have any concoction of these things. Like I know, I know actually like a lot of, a lot of bisexual people that I've interacted with will find that they're sexually attracted pretty equally to all genders, but find that they are more romantically attracted to one or another or, you know, vice versa, anything. They're not the same thing. And I've fa- yeah. I have found that a lot of straight cis people, they have a hard time understanding that they're separate because they really aren't for that mm-hmm. bubble of people. But so it's like, I think this is important because you can be asexual and not aromantic. You can be aromantic and not asexual. Mm-hmm. And again, whole bubble of those things. So there are or you people- Or could, you could be both, I assume, or right? You could, you, could, you could very much be both. That, that, yeah, raising your <laughs> hand proudly. Yeah, there you are. Uh-huh. This, com- this, this thought has come to my mind several times and I'm not sure I'm going to articulate it accurately, but- you know, part of part of um, the learning that I've been doing in my life, and and through hearing other people's experiences, is is this idea too of um, there's a there's sort of a lack of intimacy among a subset of of the culture, mm-hmm. and there there I've heard stories of many people who are in committed relationships, but are the 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 term that that I've heard is intimacy avoidant. There's sort of this idea mm-hmm. that they that they only are 
sort of engaged in the sexual part of the relationship, but when it comes to the emotional part, there's this disconnect. And I don't necessarily think that that is a, and maybe and maybe this varies by by situation. I don't think that's necessarily meaning that they are on the aromantic or asexuality spectrum. Maybe they are, but there's also this sort of idea of, oh God, maybe I'm bringing up a nature versus nurture thing here <laughs> because maybe there was this part of their upbringing where they didn't receive any emotional mm-hmm. connection growing up. And so as a result, it's been a struggle for them to learn. And, and, and I'll admit that I, that I have fallen into this and I've learned a little bit about myself and, and, um, you know, I, I'm not going to dig too much deeper there, but yeah, I get, I think maybe, maybe what I didn't realize I'm bringing up is that there is, there is an important distinction between, yes, maybe there is room to grow and develop in, in either of these areas. And that that's probably worth looking at your childhood and worth what, what you went through growing up. But there also is just, again, you are born a certain way and that you are Mm -hmm. born with these, with these traits of being either sexually or romantically uninclined or inclined to people. I don't know if any of that made sense if we want to <laughs> talk did. about word no. vomit, but yeah. <laughs> no, it did. And, and I think you hit a lot of really important points that I kind of wanted to talk about too, is that you're right. It, these things could be caused by nature or they could be caused by nurture. And I think it's important to acknowledge that and be able to separate it. That yes, there are people who could perhaps think that they are asexual or aromantic or exhibit behaviors that fall into those categories, but they were caused by trauma or mm-hmm. what have you. And acknowledging that that is possible, but not mandatory is mm-hmm. I think really important because I have seen that in some people that I know that, you know, there's childhood trauma that causes things and that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense because trauma is awful. But there are a lot of people who've interacted with me who don't understand the concept of asexuality. It's just like they can't comprehend it. And their immediate train of thought is, oh, you must be damaged. You must have trauma. You must have daddy issues. You must have. And they just assume all these awful things. And I'm like, none of that happens to me. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. very lucky that I, like, did not have a traumatic childhood. I was not assaulted as a child. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have sexual trauma from my life as a child. Mm -hmm. So no, that did not cause my asexuality because it doesn't exist. And that's something that I think is hard for some people to process, but I'm glad you brought it up because again, like both are possible and equally valid. I'm so grateful to be having this conversation and to hear that explanation because it's it's a big thing that I'm learning in life is that two things can be true, you know? Yeah. You you can you can be a certain way because you were born with it or you can be a certain way because this is this is what your your environment was. And so um yeah, I appreciate that that distinction and the clarification. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you you brought it up cuz I think I think you've put it very eloquently. And I, I you know, I think sort of the bottom line of it is life is not black and white. Yes. There's there's so much gray and it's so complicated and nuanced. And I think it's just really important for people to remember that when they're approaching any situation is yeah. almost never is it going to be one or the other. It's mm-hmm. almost always going to be somewhere in between. Exactly. And there's a, there's a certain beauty in that gray area, right? And and I, I think you said that really well. So yeah, that's very, yeah, really well put. All right. Well, we we uh, somewhat sadly, but but also excitingly have one more question. We only have we one do. more question, but yeah, mm-hmm. we get one more question. Hooray. One more question. And this one is going to become like 
I'm excited for you to experience this question. So now that we know that asexuality is a spectrum, it is an umbrella, there's all these different aspects of it and sort of different ways to experience it. My final question is, which of these does not fall under the asexual umbrella? So we have A, demisexual, B, omnisexual, C, lithosexual, or D, frasexual. John, I'll let you go ahead and take this one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I know three of them. I just don't know the last one, frasexual. I could sit here and and go down the word vomit uh, trail of like trying to dissect each of these because I think, and I'll read these choices again, demisexual, omnisexual, lithosexual, frasexual. I'm sure if I sat with each one of those and worked through it, I could probably come up with some, but I'm going to, I'm going to play my, my sort of naive, ignorant card that I, I'm not very well versed or educated on any of these. So for me, it'll be a little bit of a throw at a dartboard, but which of these does not fall under the, the asexual umbrella? John, what do you, are, are you leaning towards anything? Between A and B. A is demisexual. B is omnisexual. I'm going to go with B, actually. I'm going to choose something different from you just to give us a chance to tie, potentially, because right now I'm three for four and you're two for four, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. I'm one up on you. I'm going to choose the one that you don't know, John, and say frasexual is not under the asexual umbrella just to choose something. How do we do, Alyssa? Okay, so Kevin, you said D. John, you said B. Uh Yes. John, you are correct. John, you got it. And me, and that means we tied, which is feels appropriate. <laughs> that feels good. So I wanted to include a question like this because a lot of these subcategories are not terms that people are very familiar with. And there are way more than just these. But I think these are sort of big ones that it's interesting to, to learn about and to help. And also... When I found a lot of people, when they learn about these sort of sub bubbles go, oh, that's me and explains things that like people hadn't heard of before. So I'll just go down the list. So we know omnisexual is the one that does not fit. Well, uh, am am I correct in thinking it's like the exact opposite of asexual? Yeah. So omnisexual, I'm going to read this off of this page so that I make sure that this is exactly correct. So omnisexual (laughs) is sexual attraction to people of all sexes and gender, wherein gender plays a role in one's attraction. So there are other types of sexuality where someone is attracted to all people and gender does not play a role in their attraction. So omni, it does. Okay. But so... Demisexual, the first one, is actually something I referenced earlier but very intentionally did not give a name to, which is someone who does not experience sexual attraction until and unless they have a deep emotional connection with someone. You know, it's sort of funny because I've struggled with the existence, like I fully admit, I've struggled with the existence of demisexual under the asexual umbrella because when I hear that, that just sounds normal to me. Uh, and so when people are like, no, that's that's not the standard, I'm like, huh, well, that's confusing to me, but like I can. A certain subgroup would prefer that to be the standard, but. Right, right. And um, and let me make sure I understand it correctly. Demisexual, and for right now, this is under the asexual umbrella, but you would yeah. be a person who typically on day-to-day basis, not no no real sexual attraction to anyone, but mm-hmm. they then develop an emotional connection with someone and then and and as a result of that, they eventually become sexually attracted to them as well. Yes. Yeah, interesting. I, I imagine okay. if Jay and yeah. Silent Bob decided <laughs> yeah. uh, to 
finish that's, you know that's their, their heterosexual bromance. Got it. They had the emotional connection and then it turned into a, a sexual right. one. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I I obviously like I think demisexual people are valid. I I now yeah. like understand how and why that's part of the bubble and you know, it's like most of the time it's some form of like if you're just walking down the street, you're not going to look at someone and be like, "Ooh, spicy." Yeah. Although I will add to that though that just because you're asexual doesn't mean you're like blind to like visual attractiveness because mm -hmm. I've definitely I've had people not so much now thank god but when I was younger who really didn't understand it and like I'd be watching Doctor Who and be like oh my god David Tennant is so hot like he is so attractive <laughs> like that is just a chef's kiss of a man yes and I would have peers who would be like see you're not asexual you said that man is hot and I'm like I don't want to have sex with him i just think that he's visually appealing like sure, you, you can still appreciate beauty in that sense you can still appreciate yeah. what is yeah and you still have a definition in your head of what is beautiful it just it just right. means you don't necessarily want to go to bed with them right. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not what that equates to I mean, for you kevin yeah. I, I think we can we can both say that you know Dwayne johnson's a good looking guy yeah yeah it's the exact same same thing that's yeah. a, that's a great point i i see beauty in men all the time and i but because i am a heterosexual male and that's the way i was born i i don't want to have sex with the rock i'm sorry the rock i hope he doesn't right. write us a letter being being <laughs> outraged at that but um i think you just got like a real deep cut at the rock like i don't know how he's gonna recover from that <laughs> yeah i don't know i may have just killed his career i'll, I'll write him a letter preemptively and, and at least you're not going to be stuck between a rock and a hard place oh my god incredible um, okay so so demisexual we know omnisexual yeah. are we moving on to lithosexual yes so lithosexual actually had a, a former name that is not so commonly used anymore called uh, a coy sexual, but it is a term for someone who feels sexual attraction only for people who do not reciprocate those feelings. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Only feels so sexual attraction to someone who does not reciprocate. So they're, they're attracted to them. They express in some form or another their attraction, but part of the attraction is that somebody is not sexually attracted back to them. Yeah, so typically, from my understanding, it's more of a, like, imaginary thing. So, like, mm. you, like, see someone and you're like, oh, yes, I'm sexually attracted to them. But then the second it becomes a possibility that they would reciprocate and want to engage in anything, you're like, oh, never mind, actually, like, gross, no. I did not know there was a term for that within, at least within the sexual <laughs> community. That's that's not something that I have a lot of personal experience with, but if there are people, and this is sort of just like shout out to anyone who identify as lithosexual who want to have more of a conversation about that, I'm sure we all are are interested in learning more because I think it's yeah, you know, just hearing people's personal experiences helps us all have a more vivid picture of how these things function and how our brains tick. Well, so something you said, Alyssa, that, that I wanted to sort of um, add to is that if in terms of lithosexuality or, or anything really that we've said, I know, um, I know John and I are definitely open to having a conversation or, or, you know, we're, oh, yeah. we're on the various social medias. Please let us know. Yeah. We will tidy these up. We will even bring you on if it makes sense to, to, but we will share those thoughts. And I, I, you kind of already said it. I don't want to speak for you, but we'll definitely give your various Twitter, Twitch, Instagram handles, whatever ways to contact yeah. you. And and yeah, uh, it please. sounds like you're very open to having that conversation as well if, if there's anything that, that can be expanded upon. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to include this question to sort of 
bring awareness to these things, but I fully admit they're not my experiences. So I yeah. don't pretend that I speak for people who have these experiences. I, I'm reading textbook definitions for, for these <laughs> subsects. So Got it. If, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I do want to say anyone who experiences any of these things who follow, identify with these terms, like I'm curious, I'm sure y'all are too, like, please add us and continue the conversation because it's important, but also it's really interesting. Yeah. Good chance to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the last one is fray sexual. The last one is fray sexual, which is sort of the opposite of demisexual. So fray sexual is someone who experiences sexual attraction to those who they do not know very well. Uh, according to this definition, for some fray sexual people, they may initially be attracted to another person. However, they find that their sexual attraction fades over time, particularly as an emotional connection is formed. This is all so eye-opening to me because I, you know, there's a certain amount where with each of these definitions, maybe not each of them, but but where some experience like this with somebody I've encountered in my life comes to mind. Like some, and and that's not mm-hmm. to say that I'm going to put them in this bucket of oh, that must mean they're this. But sure. it, it tells me that there's, you know, there are names for these things. And if mm-hmm. this is something that is that a person identifies as or finds this is the typical pattern for me, that, I don't know, in some ways there's a home for you. You know, I don't know if that's quite the, yeah. but there's a community for you. Again, you're not alone. This is, this is something that clearly exists among a large subset of people. And there's a name to it. Mm-hmm. I think, sir, similar, I, I think I said this earlier, but, you know, labels are there for you to use if they help you and they're, they're mm-hmm. for you and nobody else. So if finding a name for your experience makes a light bulb go off and go, that's my experience, I'm valid, there's other people. If that's something that like is useful to people, I want Mm -hmm. people to know that these things are there for them and that there is a community of people who identify as any combination of these labels and that they are not alone. But also if you don't like labels, throw them out, who cares? (laughs) You don't need them, you don't need them. And and, and it's it's also not it's not our job to put labels on other people, right? Like that's not, that's who, who cares if you, if you're worried about somebody else putting a label on you, like at the end of the day, it's, it's what you want to identify as and what you feel comfortable um, putting on yourself. It's not, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, I guess. Yeah. I, I try to just sort of be like, Hey, this exists if you want it. And just, there it is. Here's a platter. The education. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Here's and, my offer you know. of education, yes. Uh, well, um, Alyssa, you've not only been very generous with your time, but you've been very generous with with this platter of asexuality that you've <laughs> offered to everyone. And I hope, A, I hope that somebody took something away from this, which I am very positive that they did, but B, that, that maybe you reached somebody who you've presented this information and, and allowed them to go down their own rabbit hole. So um, mm-hmm. appreciate you for being yeah. such a great uh, yeah. representative of this community. And, and I want to make sure that we take a minute to, uh, to to plug you and what you've got going on. I would love for you to share your various ways to contact you. And also, we talked in the pre-show about uh, an upcoming yeah. um, show that you're working on for Paradox Opera. So so plug yourself. Let's let's have, this is Alyssa's time to shine. <laughs> let, let us know. Sure. Well, so if you're interested in just me as a person, I'm at Divatron9000 on literally anything. I'm on Twitch. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, and if you're interested in watching my streams, we would love to have you. But also if you're interested in learning more, if you want someone to to bounce things off of about asexuality, like please 
at me. Um, I don't think you, I think my DMs are on private, but you can find me. I'm findable. Yeah. I'm, I'm always happy to talk more about this with anybody who's questioning or exploring or just wants to hear other people's experiences. And we also have a whole community of other asexual people in my Twitch streams. So there's plenty of us with plenty of experiences if that is something that is interesting to you. Awesome. And then on the opera side, my company Paradox Opera, which is at Paradox Opera again on literally everything. We have a show coming up that is premiering on October 31st. Oh my God. Mm. And is going to be running for the entire first week of November prior to this upcoming midterm election called Autonomy. It's a concert slash art gallery, all of new works in response to the overturning of Roe. And we're going to be donating a portion of everything that we make to our local Planned Parenthoods here in North Carolina. But we also are going to be live streaming the show also on my Twitch channel. I think November 1st is going to be the live stream, but keep keep your eyes on our socials if that's interesting to you. There'll be lots of information coming up in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Yep. I, I highly recommend following all of the above. Uh, Alyssa is is very entertaining on her personal channels and, and a lot of fun to watch and, and a joy. And um, and then Paradox Opera for Reels is a, is a, is a great follow because you're going to get all this information. And um, and I highly suggest just uh, supporting what Alyssa does because Alyssa, yeah. you're one of the good ones. Oh, you're one of the good ones. Uh, I try. Thanks so much for, oh, for yeah. this. You. I, I, you know, I, I can speak for myself here that my eyes are open. I've learned so much and that oh that feels good i feel enlightened i feel i feel educated and i and and i have much more to learn but this is a great place to start so thank you for doing that thank yes, you thank, thank you. you both thank you for being such gracious hosts and for again sharing your platform to help continue a conversation of education and compassion and helping us just spread more information and honestly just like i just hope little by little that we can affect people to being more loving to each other and accepting of everybody's differences and make the world, you know, like 2% less bad. 2%, 2% amongst, amongst uh, 8 billion people is pretty good. Yeah. So if we can get it 2% less bad, <laughs> right? we're on the right track. That's like 160 million people. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of less bad is what I'm saying. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast I don't want to have sex with The Rock <laughs>